0: Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. First of his name. Protector of the Andals, or whatever the fuck. Okay. I I I'm glad you rehearsed. I I, I think that if you were gonna do that, we have to announce each other, though. Oh shoot. I guess I can't be the king then, huh? <laughs> okay. Today uh, is our is our is our Christmas gift episode calling it a gift holiday gift luke come on halt! correct we gotta remember who's winning the war right christmas is the one christmas we're loyal soldiers against christmas um okay holiday gift episode today we are uh talking some tv we've been putting this episode off for a while and i've been and i've been looking forward to it Mm -hmm. i've watched all 10 episodes of house of dragon for this house of house of the dragon house first of all th- sorry whatever house of the dragon excuse me for this specific episode in the last week i watched 10 hours of house of the dragon <laughs> you barely you just barely got it under the i finished the last two episodes today yeah yeah <laughs> okay. so i'm excited to talk about it but first luke oh yep. we're also talking about rings of power by the way we're talking about those two things first <laughs> i made a promise I made a promise, Luke, to revisit the the world of Christmas tree scents. Right. And I realized after digging a little deeper, it wasn't the world of Christmas tree scents that I discovered last week, but the world of this specific company that was producing Christmas tree scents. So, Luke, I'm going to send you a quick link for... okay this amazon page for christmas tree fragrance oil i'm gonna put it in the chat for you (laughs) and we'll post i'm not going to post the specific um amazon link on our twitter but we will post images of these products because it'll just make a lot more sense if you can yeah so you can read along too or perhaps make a purchase so luke i've just sent you the Aroma Depot frag- Fragrance Oil for Christmas Tree. Okay. And yes. I want to direct your attention to the label. Uh, the label on this container of Christmas tree oil is mostly it's a lot of text. mostly text, like ninety percent text. St- it starts off with <laughs> just a summary about their. This is product. A no nonsense. <laughs> the branding, not great. Branding is um, terrible. They have a caution and a warning on this label. Did you notice that? <laughs> they have a caution and a warning. Again, this is called fragrance oil Christmas tree, okay? This is this is like this is like industrial Christmas tree scent. Correct. This is not like it's not like where you're going to uh the pottery barn no. and getting it and i will say every other when i was doing my research every single other christmas tree scent i found was just like that it was just like here's a little spray a cute little pine tree on the thing or whatever right this one is you get it in a jug and they produce it in a factory (laughs) where the joker like fell into a vat and turned into like the christmas grinch or whatever you know what i mean you do you do get it in a jug (laughs) okay the size is incredible so they have it in a variety of sizes and one of the warnings on here is that aroma depot will not be responsible for misuse of this or any other product which is bold that they're willing to they're willing (laughs) to take every product out of their responsibility um for misuse no product in Um, the world yeah yeah which i guess is fair i don't take responsibility for that either um what how are people misusing this luke is what i'm trying to figure out let's put aside like obviously maybe you can smoke it and it has something that i'm just too dumb to know or not i'm just not trying to get high enough to figure out but like what are the other opportunities people might misuse this like specifically for christmas tree fragrance there's got to be some instance where You misuse it, and Aroma Depot's like, yeah, no, we are not responsible for that heinous act you did with our Christmas tree (laughs) fragrance oil. (laughs) So I do want to say to never underestimate the, um, let's say, creativity of of consumers. Um, Uh Uh One thing that I love is you talked about the warning. Now let's, let's go up a line or two and check out the caution. <laughs> Which is okay, separate, yeah, excuse me. but also there. Um and it's just the caution is just to add a few drops at a time. And then the next sentence is adding too much oil can ruin a batch. Fair. And then lastly, lastly, the primary purpose of fragrance oil is to add aroma to your project. That <laughs> like <laughs> To me, I don't need that. I don't need that information. (laughs) Right. But to some out there are like, oh, it's aroma, I feel. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's called fragrance oil a lot, but they need it spelled out here. It's adding aroma. Right. Because you could, I could very easily see. Someone being like, I add a uh, vanilla concentrate to my cookies. Oh, no. Let's add a little dash of Christmas tree oil. Which, to be honest, I don't know if that's bad. I, uh, You know what? They don't tell you to not do it in this caution. They say the primary purpose is to right. add aroma. Uh, okay. Tell me that secondary purpose then, please is it flavor the other other thing that we're not talking about is um it's not actually on the label but it's on it's like a little uh icon on the picture that says for all skin types oh my where is that oh you're on the third you're on the fourth picture yes luke luke (laughs) you've jumped ahead You've jumped ahead a little okay, bit. Okay, I apologize. I let's, apologize. Let's stick with that first picture for the moment, and then we're going to get there, because that's going to blow your mind. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so, hmm, a lot of text on this. I appreciate that it's phthalate-free, and they've specified mm-hmm. that in bold on here, very important um, and that they they specify you can use it for industrial applications. <laughs> So, yes. Um, I am now interested. I think now is the time. Now is the time to go to the fourth picture, Luke. So, the picture you were just looking oh, at. The four- okay. With all the different options, okay. all the different uh, <laughs> Aroma Depot, Depot offerings, the different colored bottles, Luke. And I just want you to zoom in oh, on the no. bottle on the right. <laughs> so, the picture if you're following along at what home, the picture <laughs> first off we should point out these are made in the usa so they're best quality uh but if you look at the very last picture on their amazon page uh uh you look at the some of the labels Wait, of okay well, hang on because i to read are we reading them are you reading them uh, I'm I'm gonna read a few of them and then we can kind of <laughs> allude okay. to the the one that we're talking about here. So we've got lavender. Okay, we've got cocoa uh-huh. mango, cinnamon apple. Ooh, that sounds nice. Can, wait, can, can we pause really yeah. quickly? Yeah, yeah. What is cocoa mango? I know mango. I'm I'm guessing. I know like cocoa. Co- I think it's like chocolate, right? I was guess cocoa like mango. Coconut maybe? Co- coconut. Okay, okay. Coconut. And yeah, we sure. should say all of these have the exact same label on them, just with a different word for what the fragrance is. Okay, so they've that's all got this. Reason. They've all got this warning and the caution on there, uh, and then we get one that's in a big pink jug <laughs> that says "A Thousand Wishes BBW Type." Uh, <laughs> this one, this one is a gallon, by the way. This one is actually a gallon, and not sure what <laughs> that BBW is standing for. But then uh, next to <laughs> next to it, we get JPEG type, which I i i i it's so it's jpg correct which i would read as jpeg as well but based Uh on the vibes of the previous one i worry that it's a different it doesn't mean J like i worry that it's a different jpg than than we're familiar with oh oh interesting okay well because the next one kind of really lets the cat out of the bag so to speak uh (laughs) And I'm not gonna say the name of this fragrance oil, but um Luke, how would you how would you put <laughs> it? It's kind of like a it's like a women's um, odor. It's for well, okay. not like I mean it's for women, like it well it might be. Um <laughs> It's like uh right. very specific women's odor. Yeah. That um, I was not really aware of, I think as a as a fragrance oil as yeah a fragrance oil, as a or, fragrance oil as an option yeah um you know this one caught me by surprise <laughs> yeah it it caught me too and it was why it, this turned from a short segment into a we need to talk about this for a whole warm up because this is this is a lot this is this is um yeah, this is thirty-two ounces of this <laughs> scent that they are selling on Amazon.
1: That right. You can if buy. you don't want to
0: look it up, and can- <laughs> it starts with a P. Um, Keep in mind the labels that we have been talking about <laughs> goes with willows. Right. There's a so- a famous song by uh, Claude Debussy that's about Claire de Lune. If that gives you any insight what the word is on this fragrance. And Luke, what makes this even better is it has the exact same label as all of the other ones. So I'm now just going to read the label, given that this is the fragrance we're talking about. Our fragrance oils are of premium quality at an affordable price. These oils are concentrated and used to manufacture... (laughs) Incense sticks, candles. Okay, dude. Candles. Can you imagine (laughs) if you went to fucking Bed Bath and Beyond and were like, "Ooh, this candle. What is this candle? What is this scent I'm getting? I'm loving the. Oh no. Oh, I cannot buy this candle. No, no, you can't. Um, soap. The 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 craziest thing about this to me is just how casually this is in here. It's like like we you open this, this mm-hmm. this segment. Mm-hmm. It's just being like, oh okay, Christmas tree oil. It's kind of funny how it's just like no nonsense. You don't actually like it doesn't actually seem absurd unless you go to the fourth picture and like zoom in on <laughs> different labels so like easy to miss this very easy for someone to order this bottle of christmas tree oil and have no awareness of um of the rest of aroma depots Mm -hmm. offerings yeah offerings yeah which would be a shame i also wonder if There has ever been an instance where somebody ordered what they thought was Christmas tree fragrance and maybe Mm. got one Mm -hmm. of their other offerings here and were slightly confused? (laughs) We're like, why does the Christmas tree smell like that? Hmm. (laughs) I didn't think this is what Christmas trees smelled like, but maybe this is. I mean, I'm not the expert. Right, right. But yeah, the fact that they've put this on their like, look at all our cool fragrances, uh, right? This doesn't page. this doesn't seem like a like front page, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I will also say that they're they have in their descriptions on their Amazon shop that their perfume oil is pure grade A, uncut, no additives or dilutions. So, mm-hmm. I mean. What's their source? Okay, this is not What's true their source. This here doesn't make because... any sense. Because this this implies that it's like the oil with this mm-hmm. scent is a pure substance. Correct? Yes. And they have not added the scent to it. It's like the oil. Mhm. For all of these. Yes. There's like there's like a oil that is Christmas tree oil. Yes. I mean Honestly Luke that one is less concerning than the one we're currently talking about because like yes this seems like a health and safety risk and like there needs to be some disclosure i get that it's like not tested on animals but like is it sourced from an animal it's, i mean and by animal <laughs> i mean a human animal have you looked at any of the reviews have you hang on how much time do we have left <laughs> They've got 11 reviews. Yes, but that's for this scent. Oh, are we going to look at the other things they have to offer? Are we going to dive a little deeper I into get, Aroma I want, Depot? I, so I don't think that we should do too much of this, but I do want to click on their brand. Oh, they have too many results. Oh, Aroma Depot. Hmm. Oh, they've got a lot of reviews. Uh, candle making scents. Here we go. Oh, yep. First one. <laughs> no! Oh, first two. First two are the same thing. On the candle making sense? Oh, this one is uh, shipped by Amazon. Let's click on it. 13 reviews. 13 ratings. Four stars. Pretty good. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, no. (laughs) No. All right, Luke, help us out a little bit. What are we what are we looking at here? <laughs> this cannot. This cannot be a serious review that someone Okay, so again, we're not saying the word. <laughs> I've gone to the actual page for the scent. And there are 13 I see. reviews. 3 of them are written. Okay? Oh god. For this scent, you would not expect a normal review, am I correct? Yeah, 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 totally. Here is The first review, quote, love it. Long lasting and smells so fresh. (laughs) End of end of review (laughs) for the wildest product you've ever seen. Next review. (laughs) Oh, no. Quote, better than perfume in my personal opinion. It lasts all day long and I only use a little. We'll buy again. End of review. Hold on. If you were to guess, are these men or women who are buying this scent? Because I've been trying to figure out, like, the, the two reviews, I would, I based on the names, and I would say women. Okay. Okay. Um. Here, I got one. It smells good, but very, very weak for candles or soaps as advertised. Have to really guess what the <laughs> scent is. This is from Polly's Paradise Soap. Okay. Okay, love that. Okay, last one. And again, this is for the scent that we have been ranting and raving about. Um, One star. Uh Uh-oh. Here we go. So I don't usually write reviews, but here it goes. First, this burned so bad and gave me the worst slash weirdest rash I've ever seen. Then when you try to send it back, they make you pay postage to return it. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> could you be concerned about the postage when you're buying this? <laughs> oh no, Luke. Luke. Okay. This, one of the product parts of the product description says it's 100% concentrated, perfect to carry in a purse or a pocket. Like you were going around, like <laughs> skunk spraying this on people. It's not a spray. It's a. <laughs> 100% oil. Yes, it's an oil. It's an oil. Thing with a screw cap. Yeah, it does have a screw cap. So they're like, if they're carrying it around, they're like pouring it on things. <laughs> this L- is incredible. Listener, look this up. Enjoy enjoy <laughs> this world that you didn't know existed and maybe you're hype about. I don't know. I was hyped to find this, honestly. it's This is... it's It's especially on the page for christmas tree scents remind you remind you we got here because i just googled christmas tree scent smell and this was like in the top results okay this (laughs) it was like two (laughs) clicks away from christmas tree oil to like vagina juice okay okay spoilers sorry sorry look it up we'll post (laughs) we'll post some information on the twitter so you can find it yourself (laughs) But man. Oh. All Speaking right. of that, let's talk about uh the House of the Dragon, Luke. <laughs> Relevant? Okay. I'm w I'm very warmed up after okay. that. Good. So okay. And I love the transition. Mm-hmm. Um so how do we how do we want to do this? The the episode overall is going to be we're gonna be talking about the two big fantasy shows that came out recently. Which are Rings of Power and House of the Dragon? I think we should start talking Rings of Power because that's the one I watched first, and then we can transition okay. it, into House of Dragon and do some compare and contrast. So first, okay. I saw Rings of Power like as it was coming out. I was like current <laughs> with that, um, and I wasn't that into it at first, but it like it grew okay. on me a little bit. Um, I felt like the dialogue was so weak in Rings of Power. I felt like it was just not very interesting. At one point, at one point, Galadriel is talking to Elrond. And she's like, this is in like the first or second episode. She's like, what am I without a sword? Like, you know, I'm a fighter. What am I if I don't have a fight? And Elrond, fucking Elrond is like, you're my friend. (laughs) What are you talking about? This is the, <laughs> Which, and okay, this is the I, only thing he I, says to Galadriel. Literally, the only thing. I do think that you've ranted about this on the show before. Did I, or have you ranted about it to me? I think I ranted about it to you. Okay, okay. It was either to me or or on the show. Okay. Um. <laughs> I do, I do agree with you that it's like okay. I don't. It's not like a. <laughs> That's not an achievement on par with like what Galadriel has accomplished. I think I did. I think I did rant about this on the show because we had one episode where we talked about Rings of Power, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, dialogue wasn't good. And I don't think it really improved as the show went on. Like I was never impressed by the level of dialogue. Um, Also, they showed us a Balrog for like two seconds. And then we're like... I don't even remember. Yeah, exactly. You don't even... It was when they first, like, found the Mithril, and a piece of Mithril, like, falls down the mountain, and then there's a Balrog yeah. down there. It's like, you can't just tease us with a little Balrog and then be like, maybe we'll give you more Balrog later. Right. You Remember right. this really cool visual thing with the Balrog and where it's just, like, really epic and awesome? We're just going to show you once, and then the rest of the show, you're going to watch a screaming old man. Who can't talk very good. You have to watch Screaming Old Guy the rest of the show. No more Balrog for you. Was that early? Was that an early episode? Because Bal- I remember it. Balrog was episode like three or four, I think. Oh, that's insane. I know. Actually. I know. Because that's not... I, I could forgive it if it was like, this is the last episode. Next season, Balrog's coming in. Nope. But But third episode, I'm expecting to see Balrog later in mm-hmm. that season Mm mm-hmm next episode maybe didn't happen no more balrog for you okay tough can we talk about gandalf sure yes how long did it take before you knew who gandalf was the gandalf oh also there's gonna be of course there's gonna be spoilers y'all come on yeah Um, yeah if you haven't seen all the way through both of these shows uh do that first (laughs) yeah uh how long did how long before you knew who, that Gandalf was this gray cloaked figure? I mean like I feel like it's probably most like as a guess, mhm. Like episode 2? Okay. Isn't that when he's even introduced Correct. or something? Correct. Yeah. Because it's like I I don't know. I mean, I I, I was like this seems like Gandalf, but It seems too obvious to be Gandalf. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I kept expecting a bait and switch. He's like, he's dressed in gray. He does magic. He has like a little moment with these moth creatures. And you're like, okay, this seems like it's obviously Gandalf. (laughs) And then they try and switch it up at the end. where They're like, Sauron. and You're like, okay, come on. Come on, Jeff. We know this is Gandalf, you idiot. <laughs> Jeff, show writer of Rings of Power. Right, right. I okay, I actually the little I don't know if if necessarily this specific part of it, but the like reveal of Sauron and Gandalf I actually kinda liked. Um, yeah. I thought that was good. You mean at the end who Sauron was? At the end. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciated it mostly because it was like, why is everybody so hype about this random king all of a sudden? Yeah. Because he comes back to the Southlands and all these peasants who have never known him their whole lives are like, oh, fuck yeah, the king's back. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what do you mean, yeah? Who is this guy? There's a prophecy, wasn't there? Yeah, but... (laughs) Hi, my name is Peasant Dan. I work in the fields all day and like hunt for a living. And suddenly, some dude walks up and is like, "Hey, you know I'm actually the king." I'm not. I don't give a shit. Okay, that's fair. <clears throat> sure. Oh yeah, it took a king for us to pick up a sword and be able to fight. Good. No, I still suck at fighting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. This is this is this is fair. This sure sure. So I, I did not understand why everyone was so hype about this king coming in. I am not hype about him. But the fact that it's Sauron does kind of make sense. Because Sauron mm-hmm. has this like weird charisma about him. Where he's able to get yeah. people to, to be on his side. Um, I gotta be honest, Luke. The only parts I liked with Gandalf were at the very end. Like the very end, like when... After um, he gets revealed as as Gandalf, okay. Essentially, when he like uses in, the staff, that's to turn basically him into the mods. very end. Yeah, yeah. Up okay. until that okay. point, screaming old man did not do it for me. <laughs> could not. Could barely sit through those scenes with with Gandalf. Okay. Yeah, yeah I. I don't disagree. Where, where do you stand on, like, not just Gandalf, but what are they? The Harfoots? Yeah, Harfoots. Uh, Not good. Didn't like them not very good. much at all. Didn't care. Okay. I wanted them to all burn. I was hoping they all got crisped up. <laughs> this is a hot... That's maybe a hot take. I do think that for what happened... Like, for the role that they played in, in this particular season, mm-hmm. a little too much time with the Harfoots. I don't care that a raspberry is, like, as big as their head. I don't care. Okay? <laughs> Dan, they have accents, though? I don't care that they're proto-Hobbits. Okay, we get it on the with the first episode, what they are. Okay? Right. I don't... We don't need a million examples of how they showed Gandalf what compassion looks like and how to be a friend. <laughs> I get it one time is good, one time, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this is what love looks like. this is what community is." And Gandalf's like, "Okay, I like this. Yeah, I'm into this. We don't need a right. million examples of that. I want to see swords. okay. Dan wants to see swords i also I also want to see swords, so so let's move on from let's move on from mm-hmm. then um i think that the the struggle with this show before we get to what it does good yeah is that like i didn't care about any of the characters dude isildur was in here and i was like oh tight isildur and then i don't give a shit about anything isildur did in this whole thing <laughs> <clears throat> yeah um i don't care about isildur <laughs> i actually uh, before we go farther yeah are you do you like know a ton about uh like middle earth lore i know a fair amount yeah okay okay are you a purist no i don't give a shit okay (laughs) i don't know very much Mm -hmm. um so like all of the info and any of the like errors i didn't i didn't know ahead of time yeah um the timeline threw me mm-hmm. between this, like Isildur being in this, yeah. Um, but they I don't live, really have a problem with it. They live much longer than most men, sure. normal men. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know. Why did I not care about anybody? What's the deal with this? Okay. Is it the dialogue? I think part of it is the dialogue here, because nobody really uh-huh. has any great witty lines. Like, like. Elrond is closest. Elrond and his dwarf buddy, I think were two of the ones that I cared the most about, but barely it was such a stretch to be like, Oh yeah, I I guess I kind of like these characters. Um, (laughs) Aside from that, I hated the whiny boy, the whiny boy who found the sword, who was in the Southlands. Whiny boy sucked didn't care if he got a redemption (laughs) arc at all uh i didn't care about the his mom or the elf or any of their relationship that they were having yeah i didn't i don't know like we (laughs) we should have cared right we should have cared about any like some of the characters i feel yeah this is this is this is where i don't know necessarily enough about storytelling to know why i didn't care yeah yeah I mean, but it, it's honestly like they didn't have a lot of character in a way like they Galadriel. We already know kind of Galadriel's deal, but even then it was mm-hmm. just like she likes to fight and she wants to do the yeah. right thing. Here's here's my theory. I feel like we were spread too thin, maybe mm, like we too tried, much to, we tried to cover too many. Bread. Wait, strike that. Reverse it <laughs> either way around. <laughs> and like we weren't able we were able to get like the broad strokes of mm. characters so it was like yeah i know uh like the main two characteristics of like a bunch of characters but i don't know them it, like personally very well yes yes how do you feel about that i think this is a good take i think this is where i would land as well cuz they have time to show us a fucking balrog and yet <laughs> I don't. I can't define Elrond in any major way aside from the fact that he's loyal to his friends, mm, and mm-hmm. he like writes speeches for the king. Right. Like, who is Elrond? Tell me more. Make Elrond cool to me. He should be cool. <laughs> Make him cool, please. Right. Yeah. There's not a ton of. There's. I think. Yeah. The issue is that no one has any personality. Yeah. People have traits, but they don't have personalities. Yes, this. yes. And I think this is actually a great point because, like, the elf that we meet is, like, brave. and mm-hmm. But, like, aside from being hot and, like, a mm-hmm. warrior, I don't, what's his, who is he? He seems like a, he's empty inside. He seems kind of hollow. <laughs> you know what I mean? i do i do the, yeah here's another here's another critique that takes us away from trying to define why the characters didn't matter to us okay. i am concerned about a a large theme present in this show initially okay. when i watched it i was like oh cool they're representing the orcs as like a refugee kind of population that are without a homeland that are trying to find a place in this crazy world and like what are the politics of somebody looking for a homeland right Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. this is a very relevant political thing to our world and i was like oh interesting let's see what they do with this and then the elves are just or the orcs are just fucking evil the orcs are just like oh no they're bad (laughs) Don't let them have a homeland because they are shitty. They are so shitty. Right. Uh, and <laughs> at first, I was like, <clears throat> my first assumption was like, oh, they just did a bad job with that. They were, they just. And I'm starting to be worried that they're making a statement about like people, like displaced, other-looking people. Okay. Okay. I I see where you, I see what you mean. Um. Cause I, it was interesting to make the point or to, to like bring it up at least that the orcs are just trying to like, I don't know, live their best life. Right. The main baddie who is leading the orcs was like, I just want a homeland for my children. And it's like, that's a noble, that's a noble goal, right? Like that's a fine thing to want. The problem, the problem is that we already are familiar with the like story and like orcs are evil (laughs) correct this is the problem (laughs) so like you can't really make them sympathetic you can't like when you have a story where the like good guys and bad guys are like pretty cut and dry Mm -hmm. it's very it's very tough to make the bad guys sympathetic yeah especially when you make the bad guys sympathetic in a way that's like yeah real people in the world are pursuing this goal and being hindered right like from doing it in a way that's super bad that's super not good so no it's not good to associate the orcs with these people please stop <laughs> please don't do that right right yeah it's a it's a, it's a valid point so uh, We're being very we're we're coming out very negative so far, Mm -hmm. especially after I said I liked it when I first watched it. Yeah, you did say that you liked it, and I will say I did like it. I I think a lot of the visuals I was very into. Uh, the scene the scene where we realize what the sword is for, where it's like one of those plungers on a big dynamite box, and it blows up Mm -hmm. the dam, and then the water goes through this tunnel they've been, or this like series of like trenches they've been digging to mount doom and blows it up one of the coolest parts of the series i think it was very cool and where you realize how mordor was created and like it was created to be this place was pretty cool i was very into it yeah um it was i did think it was very funny that they had to have a magic sword to essentially blow up a dam like just send some orcs (laughs) to go do it you don't need to (laughs) get get your cool magic sword but that's very like it's on brand you know yeah um and i did like the sauron twist i thought that was very Mm -hmm. good and i felt like it really colored a lot of their interactions in a cool way like it it caused you to look back at their relationship in a new light which was very good Mm mm-hmm Um, aside from those things, Luke, (laughs) I think, I think I may have said this. Well, I can't remember if I, if I said this on the, on the show or just to you, this, it was fine. Yeah. I think. And Luke, it was like, this is, Oh, I'll watch it. I guess it's fine. It's like a six out of 10. Luke, after watching house of dragon, the comparison is so bad for Rings of Power. Oh yes. Dude, Rings of after spending this week watching House of the Dragon, Rings of Power is trash. I did not like it at all. <laughs> I was just like, wow, I care so much more about this show than anything Rings of Power did. And yeah. I and I are we, are we transitioning here? We're transitioning here, and I want to use this to tra- to compare the two shows in some key ways the first okay. the, it felt like rings of power was a vehicle to call back to cool stuff we knew from lord of the rings right it feels like mm-hmm. it's it's the same thing as like that new star war that star war the new star wars trilogy where they were just calling back a bunch to things that we knew and loved sure and i felt like rings of power was just do that's all it was and when you compare it to house of the dragon house of the dragon i didn't notice any significant callbacks to like other game of thrones stuff like i didn't again i didn't watch the show but i've read the books and like they're not constantly referencing they're not like oh this person is is coming down obviously because it's back in time but even so like rings of power was way back in time and they're still constantly Mm -hmm. working with the same characters they have been granted i know it's a little bit different but the point is just like House of the Dragon is just a new story. Like it's just, yeah, it's kind of its own thing. Um, the other thing, which I thought was a key difference, uh, and part of this I think has to do with the audience, like the intended audience of the two shows. Like House of Dragon is clearly, for an older audience, Rings of Power you could watch with like children, I think. Yes, um, I, yes. House of Dragon felt like it was dealing with real issues like things that were present in the world specifically like women right like Mm -hmm. how house house of the dragon portrays women the show is all about women um Mm -hmm. versus rings of power also had women women are in positions of power in rings of power but it's not gender doesn't really exist in rings of power right yeah they don't really try to like tackle any hard issues. No, whereas House, which the- again co- comes comes to the comes to the audience probably a little bit, correct the target audience. Yes, yes, and so maybe if I was like twelve, I would love Rings of Power, much more. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's. <laughs> I feel like that was meant as, like. To trying to give Rings of Power some credit for something, but it sounded like such an insult. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true, Luke. Uh, yes, yes. And so can, just, we just, yeah, can we just? Can we just? Um. Dan has, for longtime listeners that know this, Dan famously will not watch the Game of Thrones TV show. Correct. And had to be dragged to watch house of the dragon i don't know if that's true but i'm hearing i'm hearing good things it was great i freaking loved it (laughs) it was it was awesome it was so cool i have a lot of highlights that we're gonna have to get through uh okay because this series was so good yes okay so so i watched this as it was as it was coming out so it's been a little while since i've seen it um However, I do remember some like key moments that were awesome. Um again, we're gonna be we're gonna be heavy spoilers mm-hmm. here. Um so how how do you wanna how do you wanna talk about this? Do you wanna do highlights and then like talk about more deeply what we liked? Um yeah. Let's do little details and then we'll talk about big picture. What do we like about it? Um Okay. I don't know why, Luke. Maybe it's just because I haven't watched a lot of media that involves people with white hair, but any time for some reason, people with long white hair looks absurd to me. It looks like <laughs> it looks so fake and dumb. And it, it, like it looks like they're always wearing a wig. I can't get over the fact that they just look like they're wearing a wig. And okay. I think this is part of my issue with The Witcher as well. Is it's just like I could not get over that long white hair looks absurd to me. I can't take anyone seriously with long white hair. Um, okay, okay, because the in this in this show it's obviously the Targaryens. Yeah, but also the v- Valerians, I think, is their name. Honestly, the Valerians, I could be, I was fine with, like their okay. hair was like perfectly fine. The Targaryens, I was like, okay, guys, come on, take the wigs off. You look absurd. <laughs> You look dumb. Especially Matt Smith, because it's like, come on. Which I've one is Matt Dark Smith? Noble. Oh, okay, yes. Yes. He was absurd. Viseries. Uh I, I think this was intentional. Viseries looks like the manager of an Applebee's who has a shift at a knife shop in the mall. Yes. The king, <laughs> the king does not look badass at all. The king looks like a no, dad. He's... Yeah, he's so regular. Um which I liked. I know. I felt I it was a good casting choice because everybody else looks kind of badass and the king is like, "Stop fighting, guys. <laughs> Stop it." Right. But he's right. trying to be epic, you know? Yeah. He's he's doing it. He's doing his best. He's trying. Um I do remember in kind of classic Game of Thrones fashion they don't shy away from like really uncomfortable scenes so like first episode Mm -hmm. is like a childbirth scene it's Mm -hmm. like "Ah." i the gore was a bit much yeah sometimes the gore was a bit much i feel like for the childbirth scene it was important and there was also a scene in like the last episode or the like second to last episode where there's a stillbirth that happens that's also a lot Yeah. I feel like there it was like intentional. Oh, obviously it was yeah. intentional everywhere. There it was the most impactful and there I was like, okay, I can kind of I can kind of see this. But a few times where they just like cut somebody's head in half, I'm like, okay. I get it, but also, wow, his head is fully in half. Right. Right. <laughs> It was a lot like you didn't you didn't behead him, you cut his like you cut his head in half. You cut his head in half. Yeah, I see that now. Thank you for showing me. <laughs> it was a lot. Uh One scene that I thought was very cool.
1: Mhm.
0: There's a couple of things that I thought were very badass, but one thing that I thought was very cool mm-hmm. was, I think it's maybe the end of the second or third episode where Damon and the Sne- the sea snake like troops are fighting against i forget that other the like crab the crab guy people. yeah mm-hmm. and the last like 20 minutes of it are like silent yes yes it's just like the battle scene Pre- yeah where he just rose out and it, yeah yeah this is such a well executed battle scene it was fantastic um we love that i also luke another epic moment which i didn't expect to be epic when they are debating who's going to inherit the uh driftwood throne Mm -hmm. and this is near the end this is when viserys is like not really there like most of him has been cut off at this point um Mm -hmm. and he's not present in the deliberations and he shows up to deliberate on it he looks awful and he can barely walk <laughs> but it it was like so triumphant this scene of him like oh yeah coming through down the hall to take a seat on the iron throne might have been one of the most triumphant moments of the entire show for him like this was a hero moment for him and like amidst just so many pathetic moments throughout his whole life that here at the end where he is like decrepit and like not really able to get around and like on the verge of death he has this intensely epic heroic moment that i was not expecting at all
1: i loved it
0: i loved it (laughs) it was impressive it was it was i'm so i'm so glad honestly that you enjoyed it <laughs> mm. Mm. i was very worried that you were going to come on here and crush me um oh no but no. yeah that moment that moment very epic um I, I i worry that it's too early to get into the dragons no it's it, come, luke it's but, never too early because i want to know how the fuck are they not riding dragons every day yes okay okay for uh, let's let's i want to talk about the actual like the way that the show handles the dragons first okay which i feel like to your point is like they're not in every in every scene Mm -hmm. yeah they're used like relatively sparingly i mean they're they're obviously in it a lot but there's a few dragon scenes that are just so awesome a couple of them are like before the time jump with mm-hmm. um Rhaenyra, is that uh is that her name? Yes. Rhaenyra is the Young queen. Rhaenyra. Yeah. There's like a couple moments when she comes in and like does a really cool thing with a dragon. But then the like coolest thing ever is uh I, I wanna say maybe like episodes episodes one of, the, one of the later episodes. Mm-hmm. Princess Renice, when, uh, what's his name, the new king is being crowned, mm-hmm. busts up out of the mm-hmm. floor with her dragon. Yep. I've, never, yep. I've never been more hyped. It was incredible. <laughs> They're like, they've just finished the coronation and boom, dragon bursts out of the floor and crushes everyone just smashes yeah. everyone and she could have just blasted them all she could have been like you're done you're done and she didn't right uh this was that- this was big like fist pump moment for like for a, a, a viewer yeah right yeah like i'm not having fist pump moments during rings of power no am sorry no i have no sorry um The other, the moment that I thought of, which was in the last episode, was Mm -hmm. the young prince shows up to get the Baratheons on their side, and he he flies (laughs) his dragon in to Storm's End, and he lands his little dragon in the courtyard and you see it's like kind of raining it's a little stormy and you see in the silhouette the huge dragon rears its head up and you know that the one-eyed guy is in there and you're like oh shit um and then they have the like chase scene at the end so good so good very good very Um, good and he gets chopped he gets absolutely chopped and like put dragons in every scene because i love them Write your dragon everywhere, please. <laughs> I, d- I, I don't disagree with you. I think that we both probably know that the reason that we like the dragon scenes so much is because they're not in every scene. Okay, though. yes. But they're so fucking <laughs> good. <laughs> they are very good. And this is the thing, though. The dragons are not in every scene. This, it's like the polar opposite of Rings of Power, yeah. where there's like so much intense phenomenal dialogue Mm -hmm. that you're like tuned in every single conversation i'm like turn the volume up give me give me give me (laughs) give me captions give me captions (laughs) (laughs) um okay i love how how there seems to be a tradition to justify literally whatever you want to do Anytime Damon wanted to do something that was like, okay, clearly you shouldn't do that, he was like, I'll do it just like our forefathers, just like Targaryens of old. I'm gonna take another wife. You know why? Tradition. <laughs> I'm gonna marry my niece. You know why? Tradition. I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever I want. You know why? Well old back in the day, some some Targaryen did that. So that's tradition, baby. <laughs> as long as you're not the first person to do it you mean yeah as long as you're not the first one it's like okay sure it's like tradition of your house i guess but like i don't think we're marrying i don't think we're marrying our (laughs) nieces yet i don't think anyone's cool with that right Right. yeah yeah um damon in this uh, what do you think what do you think about damon because like most of the time, it was like, ah, I don't love Damon. No. But it's it's one of those things where I I'm assuming most viewers are going to be rooting for Rhaenyra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Damon is like on our side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like I don't love Damon. No. Yeah. Damon's not a good guy. So I have a hard time because like. He's he, he does a few things that are like, that's pretty good for us. That's pretty good for my team. <laughs> Correct. It makes it tough. But Yeah. Like when he chops a guy's head in half. Yeah, it's like, thanks, Damon. Uh, <laughs> but also, I mean, it just, the other moment that I thought was really nice, right after they chop some guy's head off, there's this nice family dinner. Things almost go so well. Was there a moment where you were watching this family dinner like, maybe? Yeah, this is this is the one where it's going pretty well. They're like apologize to each other, mm-hmm. I think. hmm And then at the very end, um, I forget his name. Oh, but when the when I'm a The when I when am a who looks very badass, he I would say. Yeah. Grown up grown up looks way cooler. He's got a very Slytherin he did, vibe. He does extremely <laughs> Slytherin. Um, <laughs> Like this, this, this dude's a Malfoy for sure. This dude is like, if, if Malfoy had grown up to be what he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. um, But he ruins it, right? This is the dinner that you're talking about? Yeah. I d Yes. <laughs> Because I think that this was like, I don't know, episode eight or something like that. Yeah, this is episode eight. And I actually could not remember if there was supposed to be eight or ten. Oh. And so I think as I was watching this, I was like, okay, I guess this is kind of a natural place for this season to end Uh in a way. And it was not. (laughs) It actually ended in polar opposite fashion. I know. Oh, man. The other thing I loved about some of the dialogue was like. Every time somebody challenged the, like, the claim that Rhaenyra had to the throne, she was like surprised by it. And it's like mm-hmm. this is what we've been doing the whole time. Like this is every time <laughs> anyone's done anything, it's because they're trying to become the heir, right? Like at a certain right. point, you gotta stop being surprised. You got to be like, ah, oh, this shit again. Okay. All right. Well, let's figure it out. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, to a lot of this, I, because she's acting for a lot of these things because mm-hmm. everybody knows the situation, yes. but has to pretend, right? Yes. So I did, I did take a lot of the times when she was like surprised that someone would do something as kind of, you know, showmanship. Yeah. I guess that's fair. One thing that I found very weird was just the character of Cole. The, uh, I forget his, Kristen Cole or something like that. Oh, the The, Kingsguard uh, guy. The Kingsguard guy. Yeah, the like spurned lover who becomes just a psycho. So psycho. Yeah. (laughs) The time when he like murders uh, very public, like... I, I think he killed him, yeah. right? Like, oh, he did. In yeah. a fist fight. Yeah. At, like, a wedding. It's like, what? <laughs> I know. I know. It's a lot. It's too much. Yeah. Get him out. Get him <laughs> out of here. What are we doing? Yeah, the fact that we've put up with him this long is, is not good, guys. He should have been out so quick. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he was a weird guy. But then they're all kind of weird um. guys. They're all they're all very weird, yeah. But overall, overall we loved it. Overall, what I'm hearing. overall we did love it. Yeah, yeah. Good work. Okay. Good work on this show. Um, <laughs> still not gonna watch Game of Thrones. So, well, I don't blame you because it's very hard to get someone started on Game of Thrones. Yeah, but this at this point this show really good. I was into it very good very good um okay should we leave should we leave this here let's leave that there yeah if y'all had any insights any any takes we missed or anything that you were hype about let us know get on our subreddit get on our discord that's right tweet at us tweet at us even if if twitter's still up um okay that's our that's our holiday gift Mm -hmm. episode everyone hope everyone has a great holiday um we will actually not see you next week mm-hmm. next week we are taking off but we're back for the new year and we're starting a new buck well we're returning to an old series luke returning to an old series mm-hmm. that's correct mm-hmm. we've already announced it so so i don't think we have to we have to be suspenseful Red Seas Under Red Skies by Scott Lynch um, will be our first book of the new year. That's book two of the Gentleman Bastards series. Make sure you've read book one, Dan's favorite book of all time. It's incredible. Truly a masterpiece. So we'll see you in two weeks. We'll bring the hot takes. And be the dumb nerds.